I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I'm Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and this is part two of a very lively discussion that we're having on going. carnivore or going animal based with your eating now like i said in the first episode this is not about morality this is not about those moral issues it is just understanding different perspectives on nutrition because we as omnivores have such a plethora of food options how do we know what is right for us i would strongly suggest you first listen to episode 1 before you listen to this episode and if it is a morality issue and if you're very very hardcore on being plant based and you don't want to listen to this podcast no hard feelings don't listen to this listen to another episode instead enjoy now let's talk about some pros for plant sure carnivore community may not like this but it's okay i have a point of view there is a whole debate that fiber is a subset of carbohydrates and therefore it is completely unessential i don't think so i think that there are a lot of us who kind of need and make good use of that fiber so if you choose your plants well and if you know the way to cook it plants are great source of fiber so i think that is one thing uh, to add to this yes the fiber in the plant i like to think of as the fodder for my gut bacteria exactly so for example having your kimchi having your sauerkraut having Absolutely. all those as vegetables even what we do with our onions na sirke wala pyaaz sirke wala pyaaz uh, yes. you know the vinegar dipped onions that you find in the dabas there is a reason why that is done unfortunately we think it's a daba speciality but there is a reason no no it's actually so a health right. reason and lowers your blood sugar exactly exactly hmm. so i think that fermented foods are good for your gut microbiome absolutely they help oh also in the presence of vegetables when you take a high carbohydrate food say for example if you take chawal with some saag and a, and a whole lot of sabji the glycemic load is kind of controlled hmm. right so these are positive that means that your blood sugar doesn't spike as much uh, as exactly, it would without exactly. the vegetable yes yes mm-hmm. versus if you were just eating rice and pouring some rasam or sambar over it Correct. that is why the indian thali also or even if it is vegetarian it is designed with a whole lot of vegetables mm. in that sense yes. right so that's a, a major advantage i think the other advantage is um we were hunters and gatherers mm. we were not hunters only yes right so in periods when there was either no meat available or there was uh, some sort of a catastrophic uh, natural calamity or or the, the climate wasn't right we foraged for tubers we foraged for certain foods that we intrinsically knew are edible mm. so if that's part of our evolutionary milieu i don't see why we cannot still consume some amount of plant if you if you want right now so yeah absolutely these plants are actually things that certain plants we've grown up with correct right for example the tubers the root vegetables correct. even though carrots now are 35000 times larger than what they used to be <laughs> just the same way that our chickens are 35000 times even they are oh than. my god there was a time when a chicken breast would be the size of your palm yeah. now i i don't know what's wrong with them no no they don't fit into the frying pan yeah exactly <laughs> so the same way everything's become larger because of well commercialization capitalization yeah, and all correct. of that but importantly these plants were things that worked with us so a pro for me for plants is to think of plants as medicine yes right so if you think of certain plants certain roots as medicine then you start looking at them through a different lens correct. altogether so your turmeric your ashwagandha these are things all correct. plants correct all your medicines almost all your medicines that you consume correct. were originally from plants that correct. have been distilled out right right absolutely so using plants as medicine is a fantastic way of thinking about this right, as well right right so 
that's also why we use herbs in our kitchens yes. right herbs are a medicine cabinet uh, yeah and that is why it's we take a pinch of pepper and a pinch of haldi we don't take 1 kilo of dhania and put it in our food right it's a small bunch that's why plants are medicinal because they are supposed to be used in the right way in the right time in the right quantities food is largely animal sourced correct that's the lens right very rightly said absolutely the things that are doing good in terms of the active compounds in your mm. plants mm. very good like are you saying that i can't have coffee if i'm not plant based no obviously not <laughs> i'm not going to give up my coffee i'm not going to give up my tea so these are no but you know you know what is happening on the other side and we must acknowledge this what was the wisdom that ayurveda gave us or the indian now suddenly people are consuming turmeric what is that curcumin tablets hmm. by the tons and they are figuring out that it's causing liver toxicity now we've gone the other way hmm. right so i think if you go back to using food the way it is supposed to be used go back to its origin eat it as close to nature not in some pill form you know everything athletic greens everything is a powder right what is what is all of this right if you want to eat herbs eat it the way it's supposed to be eaten mm. if you want to eat plant please eat plant don't eat plant based mm. come to that soy discussion later no <laughs> anyway oh god, god soy yeah. soy 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 we can have anyway. an entire podcast on that soy that is a completely different one yeah you want to get into soy right now i've gotten into it a thousand times and soy is so 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 bad for the system i don't know why okay chalo soy what is soy soy is basically it's a plant based protein mm. a It's not at all native to India. Hmm. Okay. Second, really, it's not. Okay. It came in about hundred years ago. Oh, uh, like potatoes. Potatoes yeah, are potatoes, not native. Exactly. Neither are tomatoes. Neither are tomatoes. Right. So, you know the tomato story. Oh, can I tell tomato story before? <laughs> okay, sure. This is this is text. So, tomatoes were brought in by the Spanish when they went and conquered South America. Hmm. Right. So they came back and gave this pomodoro. Hmm. Pomodoro, as in the golden apple. Right. Pom apple. the mm. oro gold mm. and it was presented to italy mm. as a plant for you to have mm. and nobody in italy touched it mm. now when we think about italian cuisine what is the first thing that we think about the tomato base on pizza tomato base on pizza all everywhere uh, correct yeah. right pasta all of that all of tomato that. tomato tomato nobody in italy touched the tomato because they all thought it was a poisonous fruit and remember mm. it's a fruit it's not, not a vegetable, a vegetable correct right? they all thought it was a poisonous fruit and there is one instance of a man writing a suicide note <laughs> saying that i will die tomorrow by eating seven tomatoes right. okay now that is what it was <laughs> why did it become popular in in um, italy is because they started growing the roma tomato which is hmm. very different from the tomato that we eat here hmm. roma tomatoes have a thick flesh Correct. very few seeds and a very thin skin and the lectins are in the skin and in the seeds and not in the flesh so when they blanch it they remove they the, remove it they remove yeah. the, the skin and they remove the seeds, seeds. and then it's Correct. perfectly fine, fine to consume to yeah. but we eat everything Yeah, right? yeah. So it's so interesting understanding how food came about. Yeah. And then you'd probably start questioning things. Yeah. So going back to soy, soy. soy's origins are largely South Asian hmm. and they had a like they cured their meats in salt. If you've seen any K-drama, you will know how they cure their meat in salt bins uh, hidden in the basement. That's how they ferment their vegetables. And kimchi is made the same e- way. Exactly. Soy also, you know, they fermented it and they used it in miso and all those recipes. Now, unfortunately, today Soy is completely 
completely genetically modified. Large lands of soy are being grown as an option to for meat because of all this propaganda. I don't want to get into that as to you know no, no, cows are not, causing yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But cow farts, cow burps. You know, exactly, mm. methane and all of that. But one common question that you should always you should always question when something starts to being pushed down mainstream with massive marketing dollars around it, mm. like kale was, like quinoa was, like all your so-called heart-healthy vegetable oils which are neither heart-healthy nor from a vegetable. Mm. You have to start questioning why that is happening at a very common sense level. Second, there is absolutely no nutrition that in the soy that India consumes either in the form of soy chunk, okay, which is the most disgusting form of soy that is being peddled by certain vegetarian gym trainers because they lack the choice or you know there is something to prove that you should eat that and it tastes like meat and it tastes like meat and then it has it has it has become another more disgusting version called the soy chap which is found on roads which the poor person going there is almost eating it thinking that I'm eating tandoori chicken equivalent yeah. right so tons of reasons and I don't even want to get into the phytoestrogen argument because I've gotten into this a thousand times that is the last of my arguments oh, really? that, yeah, so that, that would be up there in the top if you actually look up the research hmm. if there are hundred papers that talk about it being phytoestrogenic there are hundred papers that debunk it and unfortunately a layman doesn't understand how funding how research how nutrition studies all happen hmm. right hmm. any study you can what is what is that called hacking p-values you can do all of that in the nutrition world right but fundamentally you need to question that usually protein is slightly expensive what is it that you're eating which is hanging like pan, uh, you know like pan masala on a on a on a cigarette shop in, in those packets that's not food instead you know go go for paneer go for milk go for dahi if you're a vegetarian um, if you can afford it maybe once in a while you can do some whey protein but this is again what I say the effect of food doesn't show up tomorrow it's not like you start eating sugary foods or a high carbohydrate diet today you'll show up with diabetes in 6 months you'll show up after 2 decades mm. so there is a gestation period the body is very very tolerant and that's where I have a problem with soy because you know Dr. Veena Shatrugna who was the ex-director of uh, NI in India you must look up her YouTube videos there was a research done by her presented to the committee which ruled out soy as any source of protein because of its anti-nutrient value Wow. And this is a government institution and now soy is being peddled as this at one end you have soy chunks which is very cheap and dirtily produced and not good for your health at the other end you have this lab made gunk with 35 ingredients sold as all this shakahari and I don't know what it is called and, and you have celebrities endorsing it making masses eat it so no, I think worse is when it is put into baby feed uh, yeah so, correct so it's a big part of baby feed baby as feed well. too yes right? so I think it is prevalent because Everywhere. it is so cheap to make and grow yeah. and and so many byproducts of it you will be hard pressed to find any sauce ketchup any sort of like a salsa sauce or anything in the supermarket that doesn't have soybean oil yep. you will come out of the shop you will it's tough if you ever look at the ingredients you start seeing what, what all you're, you're eating you're eating and um, you know the thing is that soy like you said soy was fermented which is why it was okay to eat exactly. because the bacteria ate up the things that the anti-nutrients Correct. that, that Correct. are toxic Correct. to us Correct. now that stopped even for example your tofu tofu soy yeah tofu was always fermented now yeah. tofu is 
not fermented tofu yeah. is made much faster than it used to be correct. made earlier correct. soy sauce for example soy sauce was a fermented sauce which yes. is no longer fermented sauce correct. so it's important to learn about food this way before we you know just like accept everything that's coming to yeah, us yeah and there is more to food than just what the label says mm. in terms of its macronutrient profile so 20 grams of protein 15 grams of carbs is that protein bioavailable to you how much of it is bioavailable to you what does the other p- components of that food do to your stomach Correct. now this is the information that's missing in the puzzle right so if you have a packet of dal that says 9 grams of protein <laughs> you're not going to be able to use 9 grams of protein to make your muscle because you need the other aspects, the other amino acids that are found in rice, for example, to create a complete profile. I shared that tweet with you, right? That Which went, one? <laughs> the one that people Indians, attacked you on? Yeah, dear Indian, sorry to break it to you, but dal is a complex carbohydrate, not no. a source of protein. Yeah, and oh everyone lynched you for Yo. it. Yeah, it's, so. a, it's the truth, I'm sorry. It's it is, it is. No, that's the thing, right? We're so attached to our food. And for the longest time, I avoided commenting on nutrition especially because it was so yeah, inflammatory yeah very for, inflammatory for lack food of a wars, better word. yeah food wars people take it very personally see yeah. when I say please eat vegetarian if that's your choice but make sure that it is well formulated Correct. and supplemented with are you saying it's an inferior diet now you're putting the word in my mouth hmm. right if you have by definition if any way of eating has to be supplemented with many things, it is lacking something, right? So, just detach yourself from it like you would. Would you choose your food options the way you chose your stock portfolio? Hmm. How? No. How? What? But like what? Like you? Most people choose stock stock no. portfolio by asking their uncle. Okay. No. No. One second. It's the same no, thing. No, I'm just saying. Huh. If you're a if you're a smart investor, hmm. would you be okay with your stock? portfolio giving you break-even or negative returns, you're always looking for positive returns, Mm. right? Your food choices are also that. It's like a stock portfolio. So have a variety that gives you a net positive, not a net negative. Unfortunately, everything that we're eating is a net negative. So even for example, let's say that you are a dal rice consumer, right? There are still ways of making the dal rice healthier than it would have been otherwise. So for example, soaking the dal, pressure cooking the dal, for example, is step one. The other is... For example, washing your rice, making sure that you cook the rice, cool the rice and reheat the rice. Make sure that it is far healthier in terms of its glucose load. But we don't do these things because we don't know these things. And getting informed about maybe if you want to be vegetarian, continue to be vegetarian, but make better choices in this. Yeah, yeah. I remember Game Changers came out, which Mm. is a big, big, big documentary on Netflix, Mm. right? It was obviously funded by the vegan lobby and all of that. Mm. We won't get into it. Maybe we will. Who knows? But the interesting thing was that James Cameron has just come out saying that uh, testosterone is toxic. Testosterone is toxic. <laughs> it's a sad, sad place to be in. Seriously, if testosterone is toxic... So all men are toxic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's what he was saying. So that basically he's saying that toxic, max- toxic masculinity, masculinity comes. and what next? Estrogen is uh, what? we should. Basically our sex hormones should just go away and then what should we, we become? But robots are neutered, so, so, exactly. So the interesting thing is that I decided, chalo, I will now experiment. Mm. And I will go vegan on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Okay, Why not? Because we have our podcast coming out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I was just like, two days in the week, chalo. But the most interesting thing happened. I could not eat vegetarian food outside the house because no restaurant serves Vegeta- vegetables yes. right it's so interesting that you go out to eat a meal with somebody they'll first ask you you want to eat roti or rice mm. and I'm like but neither of those are vegetables correct grains right? huh. mm. Achha, no, then you'll have a dal that is also not a vegetable mm. so then what will you have paneer that is also not a vegetable <laughs> 
abe so then then the entire conversation breaks down right there right Correct. so like how what what are you going to eat palak i can eat palak then what do you eat it with yeah yeah right yeah. so it just completely breaks down when you start thinking about it because Correct. also society is not designed for a healthy vegetable vegetarian diet correct first and foremost when we like to call it a vegetarian diet or a it's a grainitarian diet hmm, it's a grainitarian diet it's a or the biggest uh, vegetable yeah. use is an aloo which is not a vegetable which is either. not a vegetable right mm-hmm. so if 70 to 80% of your food intake or caloric value is coming from grain you are not even a vegetarian hmm. you're a grainitarian correct and that is the starting point and and what are grains they're literally glucose and then why are you why are we getting attached vegetarian non vegetarian if you're a vegetarian eat a vegetarian diet Correct. and like you rightly said even if you were to go and eat a vegetable outside in a restaurant how is a bhindi cooked how like have you seen the vegetarian food outside can you eat it with that masala and all of that so it, it's not consumable so we are not geared even environmentally from an availability standpoint to eat a largely plant based diet unless you're sitting at home and doing this day in day out yeah where you have complete control control over, over it, it. and that's not practical at all points hmm. so what does a animal based diet look like so tell me 2 3 days of eating what would it look like when you wake up in the morning so again you know i just want ideal see. scenario I'll, no no i'll tell you hmm. so there is this misconception because of because this is they will say oh this is a west based concept and all of that i kind of made it very easy i made an you know there is an acronym called an animal based diet is meds okay hmm. meat eggs dairy seafood okay okay hmm. why is seafood not part of meat it's a different profile of meat that gives you certain nutrients that sometimes meat may not have like iodine selenium all of that that is there in seafood and it doesn't have cortisol which you need exactly, to have exactly okay, right mm. and it doesn't come with high saturated fat with which red meat gets a rap for right like beef all and all of prawns that. and stuff prawns have cholesterol mm. but if you choose fish etc okay, it's fine. more uh, dhea and epa and mm. all of that right okay, prawns cool. is an exception on cholesterol or or if you eat mussels and all of that mussels, so mussels crabs all of those all of those are lean the mm. lean crab is one of the leanest lobster crab is one of the leanest mm. meat you can eat right so So when you unless you put butter, <laughs> butter garlic crab. But I love. But that's what an animal-based diet allows you to true, do, right? True, when true, true, you true. can you can eat butter. Butter is great. So when you kind of open up to these options, right? There is suddenly so much variety in your diet. So what does it look for me? I basically eat two meals a day. I have been eating two meals a day since 2016, hmm. and I've been literally at that. So I also always rotate my protein source depending upon what season it is. What so all this common sense? If it's shravan. No, Me. So if it's breeding season, I or will what? not. You know the shavan that we do in Maharashtra and all of that. I don't eat the fish in that season. Okay, okay, fish. N- natural, hmm. right? Hmm. So usually my diet. Will, I don't know any about this. So give me some gyan on this. Which what are breeding seasons? What are times of month, year that you would not eat what? So go by go by the local culture. Hmm. Okay, so in Maharashtra, if you see, there is a shavan season for about forty days when they do not consume seafood. Okay, right, because that is when it is the breeding season for the fish, and that is when fishermen also don't go and kind of get their whatever. Hmm. Right, so that is one thing. Second is if you look at meat. Okay, don't try and source your meat out of. an aged animal okay okay now how will you know all of this you have to be doing some research and knowing and looking at your meat you will know by the color of the meat and the color of the fat and as to is that an aged animal or is that a animal that in the right time has been kind of you know used to kind of give you its food and things like that you have to do a video on this huh yeah i'll do that mm-hmm. so my meals usually are a combination of okay, fun fact for all the eggs that i am for 
I'm allergic to the white of the egg. Really? <laughs> How can you be allergic to the white? I'm allergic to the protein of the egg, and ah. I have a congenital allergy, which okay. means it's by birth. Hmm. I have tried everything. You know, hmm. they say if you f- if you kind of feed the same food, your allergy becomes better. It's not doesn't happen. Work. Doesn't work, <laughs> especially when you have congenital grade five allergies. It doesn't work. Kalas. So yeah, hmm. if I eat the protein, I I kind of get hives and I. my throat starts itching and i have to throw up so that's out of the question okay so i've tried to experiment with duck eggs and quail eggs hmm. even there there is something about the protein of the white that it doesn't work with me so my meals are mostly goat meat hmm. lamb fish some amount of prawns a lot of buff and i kind of have minimized the chicken because i know i know no matter what this is more from a nutrient profile this is more there beneficial now yes. I everybody asks me Sangeeta how do you eat it you know because the culture is such that everything is a gravy mm. I I make kebabs and like dry cuisines out of my food but I've also reached a, a place where if you give me butter chicken I will I can I can eat the butter chicken as is as well mm. so this is largely what I eat on a daily basis it just rotates so if it's um, mutton in the morning it will be chicken in the night if it's fish in the afternoon it will be buff in the night and so I keep rotating this I don't get bored mm. uh, that's the other question that comes at me a lot now let's talk about what plants get included in this meal you completely is random probably once uh, or twice in a week it will be some patta gobi some phool gobi and i don't think about it a lot and the reason i don't think about it a lot of people tell me uh, how is your micronutrient profile in in the presence of a good carnivore diet which has meds right mm. plants render themselves useless for any micronutrients right so the minute i start doing bone broth i shared the picture with you this Correct. morning so bone broth is a regular in my diet the minute i include organ meat which i have started including in the last 2 years so when i have all this all your vitamin c requirement and you know you'll have scurvy all these uh, you know misconceptions kind of go away my vegetables is actually when i'm in somebody else's home and they have vegetables and i kind of just eat them otherwise i don't bother fruits i don't eat any fruit hmm. None. It's been five years. My fruit consumption happens in a conference room when, out of everything else, that's the only healthiest. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Sandwiches and muffins and chip. And then, if there is an apple, I'll eat the apple. So, fruits are again very interesting, highly debatable. Topic. Oh my God, they're inflammatory to another level. They are so inflammatory. It's crazy. So, I have a very simple rule: don't eat anything out of season. Correct. For, for fruits, correct. And don't eat anything that you don't know where it came from. Correct. So the only fruits I eat are from my farm or from my friends' farms. Correct. That's it. Oh, oh, I must say, I love like now it's mulberry season mm. in Bombay, so I eat some Greek yogurt and mulberry. So shetur. Ha ha. So I eat that that local, you know, juice in in school school ke bahar beer nahi milta tha. Correct. Those beer, I eat all those which are so fruit basically are supposed to be. largely tart and sour hmm. they're supposed to be extremely seasonal correct they're not supposed to be available the way they are available right now and they're not supposed to be so sweet as they are right now so i remember once i had an apple that i left in my car it didn't go bad it didn't go bad for 2 weeks and when i chomped into it it was exactly like as fresh scary as so <laughs> scary it was one of those you know those chinese apples that we called it i know like <laughs> xiaomi apples So the so it's so interesting that all these like for example apples as well as a kid I hated apples because they tasted so bad. Yeah. And if you remember yeah. apples used to taste really really bad. They weren't good and sweet yes, and all of this. Yes. And now they've been bred to so that we have honey crisp. Now in the name only if it's called honey crisp yeah. you can understand how sweet yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. So I was talking about this seedless grapes, mm. seedless papayas. 
and everything is so sweet my mom you know got the seedless papaya some 5 years ago and she was gushing i was like mummy don't you think there is something intrinsically abnormal that it has been hybridized and mom doesn't know but then, so these are not supposed to exist right yeah i remember on the model health show shawn model was once hmm. talking about this many years ago and and he said that you realize every time you eat a seedless plant you're having an impotent plant correct do you want to have an impotent plant because technically that's what you're going to become as well right if you what you eat so by that logic yeah, yeah. so it's such an interesting obviously you're not going to become impotent by eating seedless yeah, plants but, but i'm saying it is the thought the, is yeah, important correct, saying that you basically neuter this plant before eating it we're going to take a quick break see you on the other side Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. The whole reason plants wanted you to eat their fruit, which is why fruit is edible, is that after you ate the fruit, you threw the seed, and the seed would grow into another plant. That is their way of telling telling Correct. you that this is edible because they will procreate like this. And do you know how lectins work in fruits? It's very interesting. Tell me. So if a lectin, so if a fruit is raw, mm. it is typically green mm. for two reasons. One that animals cannot spot it but hmm. more importantly to warn animals that it is not ready to eat yet correct only and it's filled with lectins at this point of time hmm. so all your raw papayas raw bananas all correct. of these things and when they become ripe the plant automatically retracts these lectins so it is safe for the animal to eat right so then an animal can eat it and spread its seeds now what's interesting is that almost all our fruits are picked raw and artificially ripened ripened correct why because during transportation if you transport ripe fruit will everything be, will squish exactly it will be gone it will yeah. be gone raw fruit is hard so you can transport it so yeah. as a result you realize that you're only eating the raw fruit technically that has been artificially correct ripened so fruits again i don't eat fru- fruits at all yeah yeah so well. so that's where i'm uh, i i eat a lot of dairy mm-hmm. so so uh, you're a dairy person I love dairy. Okay. Works for me. Hmm. I love curd. Hmm. That's all I have retained out of my Iyer roots. Hmm. <laughs> ghee, ghee. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, of course. Hmm. Ghee, butter, paneer. paneer, good quality cheese. Ah. You know, all your mozzarella, everything. I eat that, and that's it. Yeah, kitna khayenge. So much variety. So much variety. People are listening to you and saying this person's mad. So much variety. <laughs> She's saying she only mentioned five things. That's it. That's it. But there is. That's enough. So, so like I discussed with you, January, I'm going to try this. Whole carnivore thing let's for a month. Let's do it together. We'll do it together. Let's let's and, and let's live whatever. Like let's have accountability on social media. Huh. Chalo. We'll say that today I'm meeting this. Today I'm yeah, meeting yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Done. We'll see how it goes. Yes, it will. It's it's good. The couple of other things I want to tell you. I spoke about what I ate. Now, one hormonally it works for you. Okay. Okay. You are eating the way you're eating closest to nature. Protein and fat. Every protein and fat come in nature together. We know this. A whole egg. is protein and fat if you eat cut of a meat it is protein and fat if you eat fish it is protein and fat uh, if you eat paneer it is fr- protein and fat right so fr- the way your body metabolizes it it's almost impossible to overeat mm. because all your satiety uh, hormones kick in right second you keep your your insulin levels fairly stable and not that you know everybody comes back at me saying that why are you making insulin the villain i'm not making insulin the villain insulin should spike it's a very necessary hormone and it will when you have your meat exactly it will protein is also insulinogenic in nature but the problem with insulin is it is when it is constantly at elevated levels and then it reaches a point of saturation in your body making you sick Right. So there are multiple things actually with insulin. Yeah, the first yeah. thing is that insulin is an anabolic, anabolic uh, yeah. ho- hormone. Growth hormone. Means, yes. That means that your body is constantly in a state of growth, growth. But your body is not supposed to be in a constant state of growth. Correct. Because when it is not growing, it's repairing. 
Correct. Right. So it is removing all the stuff that is junk in the body. Correct. Which is why fasting is exactly. So important. I was coming to that. Which is why when you fast, autophagy and all of that, that that kind of tends to happen. Second, you're fuller longer mm. because the thermogenic effect of protein and fat is much much higher Correct. than than your other uh, sources of foods. So the the tendency to snack and to eat, all of that kind of goes away. right and and finally you automatically will bring in i mean i can't believe i have to say this but today if you're able to go 5 hours without food in between two meals that's good yes, for celebration us, celebration exactly that itself is a fast yes, actually snacking, correct so because snacking is such a bane constantly eating so these are all the benefits and then you will see changes in your skin you will see changes in your mood you will see your focus levels get better the one feedback i always get and not i just i don't even have to go carnivore and i'm sure uh, ashton you would have experienced this the afternoon slump the lethargy you know after a carb meal or a mixed diet meal the need to reach out for a coffee at 334 to kind of let me, i need to wake my all these factors kind of diminution go away yeah. which are holistic living factors right they aid your productivity in so many other ways absolutely and that's the thing i think if you are a non vegetarian and you've never attempted something like this try it out for a week see 100%. what it is like people will make fun of you fine your family will think yeah. you're mad fine Correct. everybody thinks i'm mad it's perfectly same. right yeah. right it's same here and and i the only way that i like to so for example on the habit coach podcast every single habit that i talk about is something that i've tried hmm. right hmm. now that means that i'm constantly trying new things and people are constantly criticizing you for this like for example this beard that i'm growing is an experiment <laughs> of what i'm trying to do right yeah and it's perfectly fine people think you're mad no problem stick to it and see how you feel Important. because everybody will feel differently correct like i said we have all have our different models hmm. for vegetarian non vegetarian the way that we want to eat we all have our different body types for what is going to work what is not going to work correct right some people need to eat a large quantity some people need to a small quantity it's yeah. all variable you have to experiment yeah and not just blindly follow what's on your plate correct and this is what i exactly what i tell everybody you don't have to listen to sangeeta ashton dr jason fung it's you don't have to listen to anybody right your experience for about a week 10 days will tell you how you feel now one caveat i want to add whenever you move from one way of for anything for that matter whether it's meditation whether it's fasting or whether it's a way of eating or whether it's building a habit like sleeping early the transition period is there and i'm sure you will have more to say about this as a habit coach absolutely there is a bit of discomfort that will happen for some bit of time stay on the course until you you get over that and i get this a lot in in the low carb you know i'm having a headache i'm feeling like my stomach is empty it's a transition or i'm having constipation your input is changing your body will feel different it takes 2 to 3 weeks to settle down yeah. right the way that from a habit coach point of view yeah. i would say start your your meat based journey would be by first trying to go as low carb as possible Correct. that would be step 1 step 1 then just change one meal 100%. to a complete carnivore meal the yes. easiest is breakfast where you just have an omelet correct right or you correct. have fried eggs you have scrambled Anything. eggs yeah easiest to change then after that 
do your second meal. Yeah. Typically, that will be dinner. Dinner. Because more in control. More in control. Lunch, you're out somewhere. Correct. You may be eating out. Yeah. That rice will happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so dinner is the one that you can control next. Correct. So have your breakfast and your dinner as much as carnivore as possible, and then slowly transition your lunch. Yeah. This is exactly how it functions in my program. Nothing. Nothing changes drastically. Hmm. First, interesting. You brought this up. This is how I even transition into fasting. Like. The first step to fasting is three clean meals. Not not snacking it's not directly jumping to a 16 hour fast of course it's going to be very very difficult three clean meals then look at yourself your body are you more eating in the morning person or a night person then which is easier for you to skip which is non negotiable because of family like i know that every research points out to the fact that if you eat as per circadian rhythm which means eat early in the morning and end your eating window by sunset that works for you doesn't work for me because oh what's your eating window i tend to eat at about 8 o'clock hmm. 8 8:30 that's because family work also personally i'm like that hmm. right and when my son is around that's that's when my meal happens and for me that's non negotiable correct i know that but if you are somebody who can who can actually stop your last meal say at 6 o'clock good for you hmm. if you're somebody like me i'm somebody who naturally doesn't feel hungry till 2 hmm. so for me skipping breakfast comes very naturally so these are the things you have to try and experiment and none of it is set in stone there is so much variability and personal nuance to it correct you have to figure it out for yourself as you go along yeah so sangeeta how can people a get in touch with you hmm. and b what should they get in touch with you for let me answer the second part first hmm. so i work in the entire spectrum of what we call metabolic syndrome i'll define that the only areas where i don't work is the mental health area which is dementia and alzheimers and some obviously cancer that needs a completely different support but the more prevalent variety type 2 diabetes mm-hmm. pcos mm-hmm. if there is a cholesterol issue so imbalance in your cholesterol ratios etc fatty liver non alcoholic fatty liver children as young as 13 have it it's devastating people have it for 3 years and 4 years and the doctors are sending them away with nothing so fatty liver obesity for sure okay so these are typically the areas autoimmune autoimmune yes autoimmune ibs okay. is something that i work with ibs it is rheumatoid arthritis and all of that should also be part of but it but no? this is all anecdote enough research not enough this. research so i'm if you want to trust me and work with psoriasis i've right. worked on psoriasis and rosacea correct using the carnivore diet mm. ultimate elimination people absolutely. and it's plants causing it huh? yeah, you yeah, know it absolutely plants uh, cause it doing your arthritis but uh, yeah. anecdotal anecdotal we don't have the yourself. full research of it leaky gut leaky gut for sure big one and um, somebody just told me three three months of antibiotic abuse mm-hmm. leaky gut and bone broth is resolving it for them on yeah. my dms right so the entire spectrum of ibs i work with but ibs is tricky very tricky because it's also anxiety related mm-hmm. we know this right so all these areas and weight loss I, i i consider obviously obesity as one of the uh, big obviously uh, metabolic syndrome these are all the areas that i work with uh, and everything is outcome based i look at your blood markers and i always say this focus on your health markers the weight will come off it's not the other way around cholesterol all those things yes yeah all of that it comes down or goes up with carnivore good question hmm. your triglycerides will go down your vldl will be very low your hdl will be right and your ldl will be high now we can keep debating the ldl issue correct the important thing uh, is the triglycerides come the down the most important thing is the ratio between your triglyceride to hdl ratio should be as close to one as possible greatest predictor of cardiovascular risk ldl cholesterol we can do a full another podcast about it hmm. how mr ansel keys did Aye, this we forgot we didn't we'll we do that now that. but yeah. anyway we can do it again we'll do but one. we know we know this 
if you're in the nutrition space. So these are all the areas I work with. I am also learning to work with food addiction, mm-hmm. emotional eating. That's slow practice. That takes a different kind of a skill set. Now, where you can reach me, Twitter is where you can reach me. I am at the rate S A A I Y E R. Or if you look at Rewrite Your Story on Twitter, you'll find me. You can also reach me on my website www.rewriteyourstory.in and Sangeeta Iyer on Instagram. If you find me on Twitter, it's that's the best way. You know, I'm on Twitter all the time. Lovely, and we'll have all your links in the show notes below. Great, so for great, sure. great. Sangeeta, thank you so much for coming on the Habit Coach Podcast and having this very lively discussion <laughs> with us. Thanks for having me. I know I reached out to you and uh, it's opened completely. I mean, I found the Habit Podcast so the Habit Coach Podcast so helpful and let's do the the carnivore challenge in January. Done. Okay. So, if you're listening to this and hopefully this will come out before January sure. and if it doesn't come out in January then in January we are going to be doing the carnivore diet. Yes. So, just join in. Join and, in and, and you, actually it will be a great learning experience when you do it along yeah. and we can discuss that. Yeah. So, good fun. Thanks. Lovely. Thanks Thank so you so much. much. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com. or check out different content on my YouTube channel called AWESOME180 that's awesome 180